welcome to the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the Navigating Avoidance in Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. As I mentioned in the last episode, one of my listeners reached out with a suggestion for a topic for the podcast. It was a woman, actually, and she said that she was on a date recently with this middle-aged guy who she described as someone with an avoidance personality, and that she's had her share of encountering these type of men. Now, she's someone who's seeking a long-term relationship, and she finds it very frustrating seeing this pattern in men. So she asked if I would talk about avoidance personalities and the impact it has on relationships. Here I am to do just that. So what is avoidance personality anyway? It's basically someone who consistently avoids situations, emotions, conflict, or other experiences that they find uncomfortable or stressful. Now, it's important to understand that we all avoid uncomfortable situations and difficult emotions at some level, right? I know I have. It's when there's an ongoing avoidance pattern that negatively impacts their life or the lives of those around them that it's a real problem. In more severe cases, avoidance tendencies can be part of serious anxiety disorders, such as avoidant personality disorder or social anxiety disorder. These disorders can significantly impact an individual's ability to function in various areas of their life. So anyway, back to the listener I was referring to. She has encountered men with avoidance personalities, and men are more likely to be avoidant. And yet it's not all their fault. No. And my guess is that they can't do it. Not because they don't want to, or they're trying to be some alpha asshole. They just don't know how to do it. And that's not to let them off the hook. It's what's real. Part of it is social expectations. You know, historically, as men, we may have been socialized or conditioned to be more stoic and hold back our emotions often being seen as weak if we do express our emotions, unless it's like aggressively expressing our anger, right? That was the old school way I was raised. So men who were conditioned to hold back their emotions may have a hard time being vulnerable and even be reluctant to get help to be more vulnerable with their emotions. There's actually a condition called alexithymia, which is the inability to recognize or describe one's emotions. It is possible to overcome this alexithymia, to achieve a sense of balance with their emotions. It takes some work, and yet it is possible, as you'll see in this episode. Now, the good news about social expectations is that our social norms have more recently evolved to where men being in touch with their emotions is more acceptable, which will make it easier for men to get help around it. And yet there's still a long way to go. Now, it's not just men who have avoidance personalities. The research says that avoidance personalities are not solely based on gender. It's more complicated than that. The tendency for someone to be avoidant could depend on cultural or societal norms, as I mentioned, or influenced by gender roles, family dynamics, 
and each individual's life experience, or maybe there was trauma. And avoidance tendencies can be found in folks of all genders. And as gender awareness evolves, the line becomes more and more blurred as to who's more likely to have avoidance issues. So basically, everyone is susceptible. That being said, I'm going to talk about how being avoidant may show up in men specifically and how it can negatively impact a relationship. I'll start with the story of Anthony and Reese, not their real names. They had been together for a little over three years when they got engaged. Their bond was tight and they were both doing well in their careers. Life was good until Anthony's avoidance issues started to surface. Anthony was a pretty thoughtful person and he had a big heart. The problem was Anthony hated conflict and he avoided it at all costs. He also found it very difficult to be emotionally vulnerable. Whenever there was a disagreement or argument between him and Reese, he would shut down and basically crawl into his shell, avoiding any confrontation. So many small issues went unaddressed, and over time, the buildup of small issues became a big issue. Well, one evening, Reese brought it up to Anthony to see if she could find out the cause of his avoidance. She was desperate for a resolution and for him to be open and communicate with her. She really wanted to understand Anthony's perspective and find some sort of compromise. But Anthony simply wouldn't talk about it. He couldn't do it. Well, months went by and the same old, same old was going on and it started taking its toll on Reese. You know, with the emotional gap getting wider, Reese felt more and more isolated. She questioned whether Anthony loved her anymore and thought he may be having an affair. She didn't know because he continued to avoid talking about their issues. Reese ached for the connection she felt they once had, but now it was like she was talking to a brick wall. Well, she decided to give it one more try, and it turned into another painful argument that ended with Anthony shutting down again. At that point, Reese had had it. She couldn't go on being in a relationship where her emotional needs were not being met. She loved Anthony with all her heart, but the emotional distance was affecting her well-being, and she knew she deserved to be in a relationship where her partner was capable of having open communication, who could express himself emotionally, and who really valued intimacy. Reese gave Anthony an ultimatum, which was that he get some help or the engagement was over. She hoped by doing so that Anthony might wake up and finally realize that he needed help to deal with his avoidance issues and work on his personal growth. Well, the ultimatum didn't work. They seldom do. <laughs> and Anthony remained shut down. And so the engagement and the relationship was over. Anthony's story, however, is not over. And I'll get back to it shortly. So you can see how avoiding conflict, shutting down emotionally, and not communicating with your partner or spouse can negatively impact a relationship. And there are other ways avoidance can get in the way, like causing misunderstandings or making it hard for the spouse or partner to know what's going on when issues aren't talked about. That's why Reese wondered if Anthony loved her and thought that he might be having an affair, which he wasn't. But that's what avoidance behavior does to the other person, 
causing them to speculate and have to mind-read. Um, there could be intimacy issues, too. Avoiding talking about issues or not being emotionally available can be a real turnoff, you know, and the spouse or partner may not feel safe or secure in the relationship and want to withhold from physical touch or sex. Avoidance behavior can cause the partner or spouse to get frustrated and resentful, trying over and over again to talk about the issue only to be avoided or shut down. And this frustration and resentment can lead to the relationship drifting apart, which is, as I've said before, one of the worst things that can happen to a relationship. So what can men with avoidance personalities do to be better in relationship? Well, that leads me back to Anthony's story. After his relationship with Reese ended, Anthony went through a series of relationships over about uh, like a seven-year period that all ended basically the same way it did with Reese. And the last one, though, did something to him. He had thought that she was the one, and she ended the relationship, and it cut him deep. He realized that he wasn't getting any younger and that if he wanted a long-term relationship that he had to stop this whole avoidance thing. He'd heard it over and over again. So he decided now it was time to get help. Well, being the avoidant person that he was, he strongly resisted therapy and he chose to do some coaching with yours truly. And the first thing we worked on was his self-awareness. Seeing the negative impact his pattern of avoidance had on all his relationships over the years. Part of the awareness work was having him have empathy for all the women he had been in relationship with and how hurt they were because of his avoidance. The next step was practicing self-acceptance and self-compassion for how hard it was for him to open up, to communicate, and to be vulnerable and in touch with his emotions. We did the self-compassion meditation that I offer in episode 11, and it really helped open him up, and he cried. He said it was the first time that he had cried in years. It brought up feelings he had growing up with a father who would always say that Anthony could talk to him about anything, yet it wasn't true. When Anthony was around 11 years old, he decided to have a talk with his dad to ask him about masturbating. He said his dad scolded him and shamed him and told him that only queers and perverts masturbate. Uh, Anthony said that he was stunned and that he never opened up to his father or anyone else after that. This was a major breakthrough for Anthony, and I acknowledged him for his courage to open up to me. And at that point, I encouraged him to go to therapy to process what he had been through as a child and he agreed. We then worked on mindfulness techniques to help him be more present and how to respond to his thoughts and feelings in a way that was in alignment with his values, you know, what was important to him, what mattered to him. We also practiced mindful communication strategies to help him with communicating his thoughts and feelings more effectively. We did some role-playing to practice these techniques to reinforce what he had learned. Over time, with continued therapy and coaching, Anthony slowly but surely came around. He found a new love and has been able to maintain his current relationship. 
he is definitely on the path to love and living the life he loves. Only time will tell, right? So there is hope for men with avoidance personality, especially when they have the right kind of support. But I'm not going to lie to you. Because they are avoidant, the challenge is then getting them to admit it and to get help and to do the work to make the necessary changes. And it's not easy, yet it is possible. And my guess, if a man has avoidance issues, he probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast as much as he might benefit by doing so. Now, it might be helpful to know that when confronting a man with an avoidance personality about it, that you do it with a sense of understanding, empathy, and compassion. You know, try to create a supportive and non-judgmental space where he feels safe to open up and work on improving his communication skills and his vulnerability. If you're yelling and screaming at him and putting him down because he's being avoidant, well, you're just going to shut him down. You know, addressing his avoidance tendencies in a more compassionate and empathetic way can hopefully help him want to change for himself and to build healthier relationships with others. I have a quote from an unknown source. It's one that I've used before. It says, A man's strength is not measured by his physical prowess, but by his ability to be open, vulnerable, and emotionally present in his relationships. Yeah, that's right. And I'll add, overcoming avoidance of those things shows real strength and courage as well. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the Navigating Avoidance in Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I hope this was helpful for you. Well, coming up in the next episode is the season one finale of the Men on the Path to Love podcast. 44 episodes. Can you believe that? Well, we've got more to come. In the next episode, I'm going to take you through a process of imagining the perfect relationship for you and how you can manifest it, whether it's your current relationship or your next one. Please join me as we have a little fun on the Manifesting the Perfect Relationship episode. And remember, if you have any issues in your relationship you need help with or have any comments or feedback about the podcast, topics you'd like for me to address, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me at bill at pathways2livingwell.com. That's bill at pathways2livingwell.com. You can also find my email address in the show notes. And if you know someone you think might benefit from listening to this podcast, I ask you to please share the link and share the love. And until next time, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.